Welcome to the Colonial Hills Podcast, a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church. 1 Corinthians chapter number 16. We only have a few minutes left this evening, but I would like to open up a thought from the verse that the Lord has greatly used in our life and in our ministry, kind of the vision that He's given from the beginning for the ministry there in Belarus. 1 Corinthians chapter number 16, we'll read verse 8 and 9, and then we'll jump right into the message tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 8 says, But I, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, but I will tarry at Ephesus until Pentecost. For a great door and effectual is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth, and of course, as you know, if you're familiar with the book, the church there had many difficulties and and problems that it was dealing with. It had written back to the Apostle Paul to ask him questions, and he was responding to them. But as he finishes out 1 Corinthians, the book here, he is reporting back to the church and kind of letting them know what his future plans are. And this is what we read here in verses 8 and 9. He's currently located in the city of Ephesus. He has a preliminary timeline for how long he thinks he's going to be there. And he has a reason for why he's there and why he's going to stay there. Now, if this was all we knew of the Apostle Paul's ministry in Ephesus, then honestly, this would, this would just be a, a small portion of kind of what we would assume is just a normal part of the Apostle Paul's ministry. But Acts chapter number 19 outlines or or expresses for us, at least in, in some detail, what actually took place in the ministry of the Apostle Paul as he was reaching the city of Ephesus and, as Acts chapter 19 states, the surrounding area of Ephesus. You see, the Apostle Paul came into the city of Ephesus and as was customary, as was common within his ministry, he was going there because he was being led by the Holy Ghost. There were times in the Apostle Paul's ministry where he wanted to go one place and the Holy Spirit said no. And he he thought about going another direction and again, the Holy Spirit would tell him no. And then the Holy Spirit would lead him exactly where he wanted to be. Well, here the Apostle Paul comes into Ephesus and he actually finds there disciples of John John the Baptist. He expresses to them the full gospel, telling them about the finished work of Jesus Christ. And these 12 men, who were uh, disciples of John the Baptist, believed completely on the Lord Jesus Christ and received the filling of the Holy Ghost. The Apostle Paul then went into the synagogue and for three months he taught and he preached and he baited there the Jewish people to try to allow them to also see and understand that Jesus Christ truly was the Messiah that they had been promised. And those were normal things. But what's unique about Ephesus is that the Apostle Paul leaves that place, and it says that he goes into a house of one Tyrannus, uh, potentially a philosopher, uh, um, uh, someone who, who, who was a teacher in a school there, and he used that location to debate and to teach and to preach the gospel and to teach the converts there to disciple them. The Apostle Paul stayed in Ephesus for over two years. And he used that as kind of a home base to reach out into the surrounding area of what we would call Asia Minor. And Acts chapter 19 states that all those who were in Ephesus and the surrounding area heard the gospel. The Apostle Paul, someone who was used greatly by the Lord, 
And yet if we simply look at the verses that he states here to the church at Corinth, what is his message to them? It's very simple, and yet it's very deep as well. He says, for a great and effectual door is opened unto me. The very first thing that the Apostle Paul wanted to see when being used by the Lord was that he saw potential. He saw potential for the ministry. He not only believed that the Lord could do what he said he would do, but when he looked out on the world, he saw the potential for the Lord to complete what he wanted to do. And as he looked at the city of Ephesus, he believed that to be true. He saw potential. He saw a great door that was open to him. It would take work. It was going to take effort in order for it to bear fruit, in order for it to be effectual. He would have to put out effort into doing it. But he knew that through the power of the Holy Spirit, and if God was in it, something could be done. Not only did he see potential in the work of the city of Ephesus, but he also saw and made it personal. The phrase the Apostle Paul states is, for a great door and effectual is opened unto whom? He says it's opened unto me. He doesn't say that it's opened unto the evangelistic team of the Apostle Paul, though there were people who joined him in his ministry, traveled along with him, supported him, helped him disciple converts, also spread the gospel. No, he looked at the potential that the Lord had, and he made it responsible to him. And he said, Lord, you have called me to fulfill the Great Commission. Can I ask you, church, today... When you see the potential of what God could do, maybe what He has done, and maybe even through your pastor or through pastoral staff, you see a vision for what He may want to do in the future. Do you place that responsibility on others? Or do you allow the Lord to do a work and place that responsibility upon you? The Apostle Paul said, it's a great and an effectual door. And it's open to me. Lord, use me. How do you want the message of the gospel to go forth in Ephesus? Lord, I believe that you can do something. I believe the door is great. I believe you can work through it. It can be effectual. There can be fruit. But Lord, use me. He saw that it had potential. And I ask you today, are you searching? Are you looking for open doors of opportunity for the Lord to use you? See, it's one thing just to believe that he can do something. It's one thing to believe that he has the power to do something. It's one thing to believe that he calls others to do it. But it's a whole other thing to place that responsibility of giving the gospel squarely upon your shoulders. So not only did he see potential, not only did he make it personal, but the third thing that the Apostle Paul states here is that he recognized that it was problematic. Did you catch the last phrase of verse number 9? He says, and there are many adversaries. Now, if you read through Acts chapter 19, and you read through what the Apostle Paul went through in the city of Ephesus, and you study out the dangers and the difficulties and the challenges that he faced there, you will recognize and you will come to understand that this is kind of an understatement. See, if it was me writing back to churches that were supporting me, or if it was me writing back to ask specific prayer requests, I probably would lead off with, you cannot believe the difficulties and the tragedies and, 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 and just the turmoil that we're facing here in this city. 
We're, this, we're under attack here, and, and this is taking place, and, and these people are against us, and these people are protesting us, and these people are doing this and that to make sure that the gospel message doesn't go forth. Please, please pray. There are adversaries all around us, but we're con- con- going to continue to do the work because we believe the Lord can do something. That's not how the Apostle Paul wrote it. He focused on a great and effectual door first. And the adversaries were secondary. Maybe today you recognize that there is potential, that the Lord wants to do something. You can see open doors of opportunity, doors of ministry, doors of outreach that the Lord has given to you. You recognize that it needs to be personal because the people that I'm supposed to reach in Belarus... That's squarely upon my shoulders, but the people here in Indianapolis that you have influence upon, that you have interaction with, that responsibility falls upon you because I cannot reach those people when I'm there. It's physically impossible. Maybe you see the potential. You recognize the responsibility. You make it personal to yourself, but every, try, every time you try to do something for the Lord, the adversaries stop you and hinder you from taking that step of faith to do what He wants you to do. In closing, can I encourage you with this? Revelation chapter number 3, verse number 7. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. If you're someone today who has seen adversaries as you try to minister for the Lord, and you recognize that those adversaries hinder you from completing the the calling or the ministry that He has for you, while you want to make it personal and do His his work, every time you try to, adversaries stop and crush, crush that work. Can I encourage you with this? Revelation 3, verse 7 says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Who is he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David? It's Jesus Christ. And not only does he state in Matthew chapter 28 that he has all power, here again he states that if he opens a door, no man can shut it. And the reverse is true as well. If he shuts a door, no man can open it. Are you looking for those opportunities for God to use you? If you do, adversaries will come your way, as they did against the Apostle Paul. And just knowing the history of the the ministry of the Apostle Paul, we can begin to imagine the difficult adversaries that he faced. But the adversaries were not greater to the work that the Lord called him to because he believed that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Listen, don't allow the adversaries adversaries to stop you. If you see an open door of opportunity, by faith, walk through it. And see not only the potential that God can show you, but see as he actually does what is stated in verse number uh, 9 of of 1 Corinthians, that it is effectual, that it bears forth fruit. And that fruit can be everlasting. This podcast has been a ministry of Colonial Hills Baptist Church, a church home for all people. If what you've heard has been an encouragement to you, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to connect with Colonial or find more resources, you can find us online at colonialindy.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, and we hope to see you next time on the Colonial Hills Podcast.